an Ironic Media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Most recently, we've launched a really, we think, just a great addition to services at Opeka, and that is what we're calling Oz. Hmm. Tell us about it. So it just started in January, mm-hmm. and it's like really a virtual day program. People subscribe, so you have a monthly subscription fee, and that monthly subscription fee allows you up to 20 hours of programming Monday through Friday. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., you go on the same Zoom link every day to make it simple. You have yoga, you have cognitive exercises, you have a lunch hour, and you have entertainment. We've been able to do some live entertainment. And we're getting more and more people who are coming to try it out. And we have new families. So that's been exciting too, to see how not only our current members have been coming and and participating, but also new families. I have new intakes several times a week of families looking for engagement. Dementia Discussions. Here to help and empower our heroic caregivers with knowledge and experience. Dementia Discussions with the caregivers themselves and memory loss professionals. Here to help with 30 years as a geriatric social worker is your Dementia Discussions host, Barbara Hammond. Hello and welcome to Dementia Discussions. I'm Barbara Hammond. Today on the show, my guest is Sarah Kay. Sarah is a social worker who graduated in 2000 from USC, my alma mater and has worked in several different positions since graduation. And currently, I'd say for the last 11 and a half years, I can't believe how fast time has flown, has been at one of my favorite places. It's an adult daycare program. It's a gem in the community. I love this program. So I would love you to educate all of us on adult daycare. First of all, maybe what drew you to Opika Adult Daycare, your personal story with Opika. Barbara, thank you for having me. I do think it's what you're doing with the dementia conversation is is really important. And there's so many places that we can look for information for caregivers who are caring for loved ones who have dementia. But what I think touches caregivers the most is to hear other people's personal stories Mm -hmm. and their struggles. So for that reason and others, thank you for doing this. Thank you. So I had been working with people who had chronic mental health problems and was really ready to do something a little bit different. And Opika kind of just, to be honest with you, fell into my lap. I was not thinking about working with older adults. Adult day programs were completely foreign to me, even though I did have a grandfather who struggled with Alzheimer's disease. At the time, I was in college and or post-college and didn't have a real understanding of what it was or what my parents were dealing with as caregivers. So all of that is sort of hindsight. So anyways, I did have a friend who worked in the field and she told me about this program and ended up that they had a two-year grant. And all these years later, (laughs) 
I'm still there. So accidentally finding it, but quickly learning that the reason why I became a social worker is to help people who are disenfranchised and making sure that their unmet needs are met. And it ends up that people, older adults in general, can be disenfranchised, but people with dementia all the more so because they don't themselves have the same ability to advocate for themselves. Their voices are dampened by the disease. So this was a really good fit for me. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is it wasn't going to be a room of people just sitting in wheelchairs, not knowing what to do with themselves, that this mm-hmm. was not daycare. This was an active, vibrant program. And you have to step in and see it for yourself in order to really see just how engaging and and beneficial it can be. I think that's a great word, disenfranchised, especially at the beginning, when people have mild memory loss, they're not able to work anymore. They really struggle with finding a purpose. Programs like yours could give people a sense of purpose, a sense of structure for their day, getting back into a routine of doing something meaningful. Exactly. And I think that in large part, the goal of day programs is to provide that purpose and provide that structure. In addition to being a place where we hope people will be able to age in place and stay at home as long as possible. In the more recent past, trying to engage people in that early stage, because in some ways, that's the hardest to reach people, because they're in and out of acceptance, both the person who's struggling with memory loss and or the family. You know, finding those people as early as possible is what we want to be doing. Do you find that that's when most families call you at the beginning, or is it in later stages? I think it's that in later stages. And and I think there's a lot of reasons behind that. One of the things is sort of straddling between denial and acceptance. But one of them is also, I think, uh, a certain amount of stigma and shame that's attached to memory loss. They're not that bright, productive, lawyer, doctor, whatever they did for work. And so there's embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't see them early on. So I think we oftentimes see them when they're in crisis. Mm. So it's gotten to be too much for the caregiver. The caregiver is overwhelmed, which you know all too well. Absolutely. That's interesting. So they could be calling you at the beginning. Do you have programs for people in the early stages? We do. And we're trying to, you know, broaden those programs as much as possible. But it's actually, it's been probably around 10 years now, maybe a little bit longer, that we started a program called Brain Train. Mm-hmm. And Brain Train, which you're familiar with, mm-hmm. is an early memory loss program. And it's designed to be a more intimate experience. So people go, there's a maximum of eight people in a group. It started that it was and still can be, a program for the person who's diagnosed, I mean, not yet diagnosed, but struggling. And then the care partner would be in a support group simultaneously. We still offer those support groups. Sometimes it doesn't happen simultaneously with the brain training group, but we started the brain training program. It's a four-hour program. 
And it's kind of a combination of cognitive exercises, yoga for the brain, oh, and a support group for people who are struggling with memory loss. Mm-hmm. So it's a four-hour program. There's a lunch hour, social hour included, which is another one of the goals is just socialization, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Finding a peer group. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Finding other people that can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. that definitely diminishes some of that embarrassment, some of that shame, right? Yeah. And adds a sense of purpose to your day, certainly. Exactly. So the program has been good. It's ebbed and flowed a little bit, but it's usually full. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I think, very successful. And it's not uncommon that the people who are in that group, as they progress, it's our hope that they'll continue on in the in what we call Opika's main room. So <laughs> so the the main day program where there's a lot more people, a lot more activity-based programs, although there's also the possibility for smaller discussion groups and not to leave out art at Opica, which is a huge, huge aspect of what we do at, at Opica. Huge. Art and music, probably. Art and music, both ways of self-expression that allow people to, you know, especially the art, express the way they feel, even if they don't have the words to go along with that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Who are your staff members? So we have a core sort of administrative staff, someone who works on development and operations, that kind of thing. We have an executive director, Mary Miklovich, and she oversees the entire program as well as grants, which are a huge part of how we can keep our doors open. Hmm. And we also have a clinical staff. So we have a director of clinical services and Galbraith, and she not only runs the counseling center, which includes individual counseling and support groups, but the brain train also falls under that, that department. And really one of the most important aspects of Opica that keeps our program running is the interns and the trainees that come to Opica. They're studying counseling, psychology, doing their traineeships and internships at Opica and running programs. Without them, we would not be able to provide the diversity of programs that we do. So it sounds like programs for the person with dementia and their, you're really trying to provide, yeah, for both. Exactly. Right. And their care partner, whoever that is. And the remainder of our staff are program aides, which work on the main floor Mm -hmm. and they are angels. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) they work directly with the members all day long, helping them with personal care needs and engagement. So that's a really good point. So as people progress, if they become incontinent, they can stay in the program. That's right. I was just talking to a family the other day asking me about eligibility and, you know, my loved one wears Depends and and adult pull-ups, all these different things needs help with eating. And yes, 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 it takes a whole lot for someone to be ineligible for Opica. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that it's a safe environment. So, you know, if they're not being disruptive to the entire community physically. Then they're eligible. Then they're eligible. 
It's a low barrier to entry, which is yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, How about wandering? What if they wander? Is that when you deal with that? We do deal with that. And so as a day program, we are, we're licensed by the state of California. There are certain things we're allowed to do. Some things we're not allowed to do as a social program. Medically, there's only so much we can do, but we can't dispense medications and we can't help with that personal care. Mm-hmm. We can't lock facility. So we have a lot of non-physical ways more to work with someone who is a wanderer, whether it's redirection, Mm -hmm. reassurance, some flexibility in terms of sitting outside on the park in the parking lot, or maybe going for a walk with a staff member. Since we're located in Stoner Park and Mm -hmm. recreation, we are definitely blessed with the ability to be outside, which is huge. And we do go for walks every day. Hmm. But also we have what's called a wander guard. So a wander guard, it's a relatively new thing that we're using. And it is like a little device you clip onto the back of someone's shirt. It's lightweight, it's small, and they don't necessarily know it's there. If they walk out the gate or out one of the doors that is armed or wired or whatever, then a noise will go. Mm-hmm. That's so that great. Is, yeah. And not everyone wears one of these devices. Maybe we have five people in one day wearing the device mm-hmm. because not everyone's a wanderer. Right. And we also, and I always like to plug, whether they're at Opeka or out in the community, that everybody has some kind of device or, you know, there's the safe return bracelet. There is all sorts of GPS things that are out there to help, you know, with the idea that they're going to wander. Exactly. So right. How can we keep Always a potential. Everyone's a potential wanderer. Yes, yeah. exactly. If they so, wander, the, my loved one doesn't wander yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, we always plug some sort of identification, whether it be a bracelet or some sort of device. I agree. Yeah. And it sounds like, or from what I've seen, you always have someone at the gate. Yes. There's always someone sitting there, kind of friendly, engaging. So I would imagine new people are probably looking for their husband or their wife. Like, when are they coming back? What, you know? And that's a good, that's a good point. Something that families oftentimes ask about is the ratio between members and we call our clients members and staff. And I think, you know, at least most recently, which would have been March, our ratio was probably about one staff to every five or six members. Also, just to backtrack on one other thing that you mentioned that I thought was important, and that is when we think about who our client is, we think about both the family unit Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, the family unit, that's our client. Right. So it it could be the member and and whoever is caring for them. As my support group says, the afflicted and the affected. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So many people are affected. It's really, it's amazing. Absolutely. You mentioned something about March, which would have been a year ago. I guess we can go in that direction, talk about pre-COVID adult daycare and now COVID adult daycare. 
Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because it's the first thing that's on my mind these days, as Mm -hmm. it is on all of our minds. But I am starting to get calls from families saying, you know, when are you going to open? What's happening? But I will touch on what we've done, day programs have done since March, Opeka, obviously, specifically. We closed our doors March 16th, maybe the week before. By the beginning of April, our early memory loss program was going virtual. So brain train went virtual first and right away mm-hmm. and has been extremely successful. So as we were all welcomed with open arms to the Zoom world, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a world without Zoom these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. And did it transfer pretty well onto Zoom? Very well. And the trainees and, and the staff were able to adapt the program pretty quickly. And what we have found is people in those earlier stages of memory loss have done just great. They've been able to look at the screen and interact and have an understanding that there were other people sort of out there who were interacting with them. What's been much more of a challenge is trying to engage people at other levels of memory impairment, moderate and severe. So I will say, first and foremost, since April, we have lost a lot of members to the pandemic but not to the pandemic in terms of infection, but the way that the isolation has affected them. Mm, I see. And I could talk a little bit more about that, but also just to say, since we haven't had on-site programming, constantly developing new groups, new programs until most recently we've launched a really, we think, just a great addition to services at Opeka. And that is what we're calling Oz. Hmm. Tell us about it. So it just started in January. Mm -hmm. And it's like really a virtual day program. People subscribe. So you have a monthly subscription fee. And that monthly subscription fee allows you up to 20 hours of programming Monday through Friday. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., you go on the same Zoom link every day to make it simple. You have yoga. You have cognitive exercises. You have a lunch hour. And you have entertainment. We've been able to do some live entertainment, mostly live entertainment, or more trivia-based playing music and sort of a mixture of trivia and listening to music. We have probably about 15 subscribers at this point, which is great. Great. And we're getting more and more people who are coming to try it out. And we have new families. So that's been exciting too, to see how not only our current members have been coming and, and participating, but also new families. I have new intakes several times a week of families looking for engagement. That is so great. So are you finding that you're pulling more people in in the more moderate stages? Well, it's slow because Mm -hmm. it's still, it's challenging. But what I find in not only the smaller groups, but also in Oz, that there's a lot of partners coming in. So maybe they have a private caregiver with them, or maybe they have anyone. A sibling or an adult child, Mm -hmm. adult child, all of that. 
that helps because they might need cueing, they might need some assistance in getting going. And that's been great. You know, the downside to that is that have we been able to provide the respite that our caregivers need? Mm-hmm. That's been difficult. Yeah, um, That's a huge challenge. It's people getting on to Zoom. Um, they need help with that. So the care partner has to be there. Yeah. And if they're, you know, they're generally not being left home alone. So some people just need to be set up. Mm-hmm. And once they're set up, they're fine on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely have gotten more people involved. We even have a woman who is sight impaired and she's coming in just for the music. Mm-hmm. And it's worthwhile. Isn't that great? And I guess the good part is that you, now you don't have to live in Los Angeles to take part in this program. That's right. We've had some of that out of state, very little. But mm-hmm. what we have had is people south of LA in Orange County, San Gabriel Valley, you know, places like that, that coming to the West Side in rush hour was never like, would have happened. Yeah, it was like living in another state. Exactly. So they can zoom in, they can Oz in. Exactly. And be with you guys. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, the art programming, I was a skeptic, but it has gone very well virtually. Really? Um, yeah. It's really great. And, you know, I think we will be, the virtual programming will be here to stay. We're looking at how to integrate it and sort of have a hybrid model, especially in the beginning when we can't have as many people at the center, but also transportation is an issue. Mobility is an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things that we could do now virtually. And you mentioned a fee. So all adult daycare programs have a fee. Is that right? Yes. So adult day programs, there's there's the adult day healthcare, and then there's adult day programs, right? Mm-hmm. So the healthcare model is covered by Medi-Cal or is out of pocket. Mm-hmm. We don't take any insurance. Although I will say that the long-term care covers most of our programs. We have a long-term care insurance policy. It covers you guys. And even if your loved one never received any benefits from the VA, but they're a veteran, Hmm. we can help them sort of get into the system and then they don't have to pay for OPICA because VA is also paying for the virtual programs as well. That's great. So what are your fees for the day or for the online programming? Yeah, I'll start with what the fees have been. It was a prepaid monthly fee. And it was based on how many days the person was coming to the program. So let's say you had someone who was coming twice a week to the day program, the monthly fee would be $770. Mm And that's based on $89 a day, which is already subsidized because after all the expenses are totaled, probably the cost of a day for a member would be closer to $125 or so. Um, So $89 for four, it's a four hour program. $89 was what it was when we were in person. And how many hours was that? Well, we were open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Oh, wow. So they could have stimulation and supervision from 9 a.m. to 4 Mm p.m. And, you know, right now we are looking at comparative value. So if you have a private caregiver in your home, you'll start to compare the costs of the two and you'll see that it's affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, 
of course, there's a lot of people who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And we, we do work tirelessly and our executive director works tirelessly to get grants and donations from the community to offer scholarships as well. Mm-hmm. And that's how we keep our doors open. The fee for the service, the grants and the donations, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, lastly, the fees for the online programming. The Oz program is $149 a month. For 20 hours a week of programming. That's reasonable. It's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. And scholarship is also available. If you can't um, afford it. Mm-hmm. You can't afford it. If you were to go just to one, we, you know, we have this Oz program. We have Brain Train online. We have also just, if you want to just go to a couple of our smaller groups that we're offering, whether it's what we call a sort of a social club group or an art class, something like that. It's, I believe, $25 a class. But, you know, I would say anybody who has the slightest interest in day programs, there's so much more that I could say. And in terms of fees and and what's offered and, you know, my virtual door is open. So I guess that's the bottom line. Like, don't let fee get in your way to calling an adult day program. That yeah. Just call the program in your community so we can post the Opika information in our show notes Yeah, so yeah. that anyone can get online and take part in your program or the adult day program in their community. That's right. And when you say that, it's also just another offering that we have. Resources, community resources are something that we also offer. And as a social worker, you know, I have lots of community resources, other day programs, other educational. It goes on and on what Opika can offer and connecting families with the other things in the community that they might need. That's great. So a resource for all sorts of things. Yeah. And I guess maybe I should ask, we're talking about dementia. This is a dementia program, but let's say your memory loss is from Parkinson's or from traumatic brain injury or any of the other dementias outside of Alzheimer's. Is that okay to participate in your programs? Yes. Right. That's a good question because I think we do say, you know, Alzheimer's disease is probably the most common and other related illnesses or Mm -hmm. that. So all of those things. Parkinson's, Lewy body, you know. Frontal temporal, any of the other. Yeah. Just all okay. And actually, especially with the Zoom programming, you have a depressed, isolated senior at home. Mm-hmm. Why not get them online? Absolutely. We're not looking yeah. for a diagnosis. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what the diagnosis is. Yeah. That's a good note to end on. Sarah, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate your wisdom and knowledge, your experience, and educating all of us on adult day programs and especially OPICA. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to be here with you, Barbara.